Today, AOC claims abortion is an economic issue now. Newsom attempts to turn California into a transgender and abortion sanctuary. And a Canadian actress has some serious vaccine Stockholm syndrome. But the last part is only for our Blaze subscribers because, you know, the YouTube overlords and all. But we've got all of that and more coming up. And it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, it's gonna be a fun show today because number one, it's Friday, and number two, we've got a full table. We've got Alex Stein, Blaze TV contributor and host of Conspiracy Castle, who really likes dabbing, and I don't know why because dabbing is, that was a long time ago. 2016 when Trump was president, the good old years, the good old days. <laughs> good. Gosh, does it seem like the good old days. Mm -hmm. uh, also joined by Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, also host of Heck Off Commie, which I'm told occasionally provides content. So make sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss the one time a year where he puts out anything. And also joined by a reporter from The Daily Caller, Jorge Ventura, or if you are white, his name is George. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. And tell us about your relationship with Laura Ingram. You know, they were texting after their last interview. He doesn't Wait, want what? to say he has no filter. Yeah, he doesn't right? understand. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you just don't bring something <laughs> up on, on air. Well, she did date Keith Olbermann, so I just don't want her to take advantage of you. You're a handsome young man. You're Thank doing you. good work. I could just see her. You, you are know. doing good work. Yeah, and she just wants to take advantage of you. And I don't, if she's with Keith Olbermann, she shouldn't be with Jorge Ventura, so. Well, thank you. Maybe Alex. she's like, I'm protecting you. I'm protecting you. Yeah. All right. I could make we this up. We need to add him to our podcast. I mean, he's like very good at what he does. We Actually, <laughs> you're right. We do need to add him to the All Gossip Matters podcast mm -hmm. for yeah. sure. Um, so I got... I'm, as we'll get to like the actual news of the day. Uh, during a House hearing yesterday, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as Alex Stein's uh, girlfriend, mm -hmm. claimed that abortion is an economic issue because if women are not allowed to have an abortion, parents are effectively conscripted to like work and stuff against their will. Watch. I think it's important to state that um, that abortion is an economic issue. Forcing poor and working class people uh, to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to provide for themselves or a child is a profound economic issue. And it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically conscripted uh, to large-scale employers and to employers to be to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy. Why are her glasses three times bigger than her head? I'm unclear. But she also weird. I'm sorry, could you go back to that? I know Alex likes those glasses. Yeah, that's yeah. fashion. What are you talking about? The no, tortoise the, cra show? the crazy eyes. That was. I know wow, it magnifies them a little eyes. bit. Those eyes are yeah, mesmerizing. You, no, you don't want those eyes magnified at all. Mm. They're already way too big. I don't know. And crazy. Okay, but I do want to say she also, within this, whatever she was doing, uh, decided to randomly disclose that she has an IUD. It was very, very weird. She said. <laughs> I, for example, since Republicans are forcing this conversation in uncomfortable ways, then I will meet them to it. I have an IUD. I've had one for years. 
<laughs> I'm very familiar with her <laughs> inner uterary device or however you say it. Yeah, I'm very familiar. I'm very happy that you got it. It makes our sex life very spicy and uh, great. So thank you for doing that for us. <laughs> Did I mention it's a Friday show? <laughs> yeah. John, come on. You pivot to me to yeah, say yeah, something yeah, yeah. like Paul. <laughs> John is the voice no, of reason now. No, I mean, now. abortion is an economic issue. Uh, I mean, I understand what she's saying, but it's also just, like, not true. Uh, abortion is much more a moral issue than it is an economic issue, because even if you look at the people to whom she's referring, if you look at how they actually spend their money, it's, like, really impossible to actually be poor in this country unless you have kids. Like, unless you have people who you are responsible for and they, are like, need that income, if you're, like, a single person... If you are poor in this country, it just means that, like, you can't update your iPhone or you can't get, like, a new car. Like, if you look at, like, even the consumer spending, like, these people are so much more likely to spend money on, you know, uh, high-status clothing, costume jewelry, things that they can't afford. So this idea that people, like, oh, they can't have kids because they already don't have money, that's not really the case. And that doesn't really justify the taking of a human life. So it's just, like, the Democrat Party trying to elevate this issue to the front of everything because they're, like, demonic. Jorge. You know, this issue, you know, corporations have, you know, they're really smart in a way. Like, it started around 2020 with Black Lives Matter, where, like, Amazon figured out, they say, hey, if we just, if you just open up the app and it says Black Lives Matter on Amazon, that's enough to win uh, kind of the support of the so-called working class or the young people. So Amazon figured out, they say, hey, if we just put Black Lives Matter on our app, we actually don't have to pay, pay our black employees a living wage or offer them health care. And the same thing um, kind of in this situation, right, where corporations are saying, hey, we, we care about our employees. Um, if you live in Alabama, we'll fly you all the way to California. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get your abortion. The reason corporations do that is not because all of a sudden they care about people. First of all, Americans don't even have, are not even on living wages, um, if you look mm -hmm. at the stats. Um, they do that because they need you back in the factory. You know, yeah. Amazon, does, Amazon doesn't want you to be raising a family for a year. They need you back, in the, back to being a slave. Yeah, what's so. going to cost the corporation more uh, to go get you an abortion or, or three months of maternity leave? Right, so yeah. for them it's a genius move and, and then they kind of get, you know, they kind of, you know, put a fake costume of the social justice cause. So for Corporations, they, they figure out this amazing loophole. And I guess AOC, who's a progressive, who's supposed to be on the side of the working class, once again, aligns with the corporations, you know. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so I want to switch gears here. And <laughs> this was the same hearing, uh, by the way, during the same House hearing that, that AOC was speaking at. Uh, they had a Democrat witness, Dr. Kumar, a family medicine physician and, of course, abortion and trans care provider who weirdly claimed that men can get pregnant. Watch. And let's just keep it real simple. Just two yes or no questions. And this is for um, uh, Dr. Kumar. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. But that wasn't the that wasn't the question is the thing that wasn't hmm, mm, that wasn't the question. Doctor, doctor, does doctor mean anything when you have doctor in front of your name? Does that mean anything to does it mean anything to you, Alex? No. And the medical industrial complex has been corrupted by these doctors that are more about social progressive issues than actual reality. Because he asked the question very clearly, can a biological male with testes uh, have a baby? And the answer is no. In recorded history, that has never, ever, ever happened. But of course, he's like, well, uh, yes, men can, especially trans men, insinuating that biological men mm. 
can have a baby. So we're in the upside down world where people are just full of dog caca. Yeah, I love that. I love that he said especially. Like, yeah. wait, what? Well, to give the justification that both can. <laughs> you know, well, but yeah. it's like, no, I mean, if that's where you're going, you would say exclusively, not especially. Like, you know, I mean, sometimes it happens with, with the regular men, but it's especially in trans men, John. Yeah, I think it was a mistake to even use, like, biological as a modifier because it implies the existence of, like, non-biological men. So it almost even entertains that, like, okay, well, of course you can be trans, but biological men, they can't get pregnant. Like, there's no such thing as a biological man. I mean, there are men and there are women and nobody, by the way, actually believes that that's not the case. Like there are people, you know, these activists or whatever, they don't actually believe what they're saying. It's it's quite literally like the yeah. equivalent. It's virtue signaling right. of when a whole city will shut down and let a kid who's got like leukemia pretend to be Batman. And everyone's like, OK, well, of course he's Batman. Come on. Like, look, if you don't say he's Batman, he's going to have a really hard time. And it's literally the same thing. I mean, these people are in despair. They're highly anxious. They're highly depressed. And people think that the solution to that is to entertain their delusion and pretend that like that's uh, the, the problem. Everyone else not entertaining it instead of like whatever imbalance is going on inside of them. Mm, and th this continues to show how like the leaders continue to be out of touch. Like regular people, first of all, don't even like talk about like talk like this working class folks. And then, you know, having conversations like this continue, like I'm just speaking from a straight Hispanic voter perspective, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. continues to push folks like that towards towards the GOP. Um, it's conversations like this. So this is like I, I keep saying is the biggest gift uh, to the to GOP, them doing conversations like this. It's pushing just regular folks uh, you know, to the right, even if they don't even want to on, on these kind of cultural social issues right now. It's so true, especially with, um, you know, you watch these man on the street videos that people are doing in the inner cities um, and uh, talking almost exclusively to minorities mm -hmm. on this particular issue. And they're like, you know, well, what are your pronouns? And they're asking a black guy what his pronouns are. And he's like, <laughs> my what? Like, I I don't do that. I don't talk like that. What are you talking about? Like they're they are always like, mm, no, I don't do the trans thing at all. Yeah, and I just left you know South South Texas at the border. It's yeah. all Hispanics. Yeah. You know, if you even say the word pronoun, people are like, dude, I just pay me a living wage, man. I want like the right. same. I want a good education. Right. I want like the border closed. Like this, just regular folks. Like Vox just came out with this headline saying Latino voters are similar to the average American. It's like, well, that's Duh. pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then, like I said, this is the biggest gift to the GOP. I think. It, I think what we saw um, in Virginia with with Youngkin is kind of a microcosm if if they could capitalize on it. But Jorge, one clarification: it's not just Hispanics at the border. No, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we have all over the world Ukrainians, yeah, yeah. yeah. Afghanis, Iraqis, everybody. Yeah, a terrorist <laughs> yeah, want to kill us all. Yeah. It's great. Majority Hispanic. Um, so I want to uh, I want to play for you too because, Jorge, I, I agree with you. I do think that it is, uh, it could, I should say, it could be a gift mm -hmm. for the GOP. Now, I never underestimate their ability to screw things oh, up. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. But, but, when the Democrats continue to double down uh, on things like this, it just gets so hard to defend them. Like uh, after this exchange happened and that Republican who you saw, Andrew Clyde, responded to the doctor and said men can't get pregnant. Uh, AOC just discarded it as, you know, well, his opinion isn't reliable because he thinks January 6th was a tourist visit and he doesn't believe in climate change. Watch. The same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, Mm -hmm. that climate change isn't real, that mm -hmm. January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, mm -hmm. are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And um, <laughs> I would good. say that their claim is uh, yeah, just mm -hmm. as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. This is so dumb. Like, okay. 
Jorge's yeah, running yeah, over it's, here. It's too good. I, I love that talking point, though. Transgender people mm. are real. You don't think they're real. Like, no, I realize they are real people with mental mm. illness. I, 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 I see them. I see mm. them standing in front of me. I understand that they're real. I just don't think that enabling someone with a mental illness is the right call. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could also refer to all of the suicide rates not changing when you refer to them as their, you know, uh, pronouns that they've asked for. Um, but just discarding someone who says a basic biological fact, and to Jorge's point, the rest of America is like, uh, yeah, dudes can't get pregnant. And AOC is like, oh, no, you're just, you don't believe in climate change. And you don't believe, you know, January, oh, by the way, who's called January 6th a tourist visit? I have said that a lot. <laughs> Maggie <laughs> Granny, yeah, I actually said that a lot quite a bit. Yes. Now, did people do things that they shouldn't have? Yes, but... A lot of people did some things. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, all right, let's do, uh, let's do one more for you here. Here is uh, Reverend James Harden. What? This is an Alex Stein-centric episode. You have my girlfriend and my father and on your the same father. episode. It's wow. true. It's, it's true. Alex's uh, father, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> here. Uh, so Reverend James Harden, the CEO of a pro-life pregnancy center that was firebombed by abortion activists, told Tucker Carlson that he gave the FBI security footage of the act, and they took it, but still... Hmm. somehow have made no arrests. He confirmed the FBI is refusing to return the tape because it could, quote, inspire right-wing terrorism. But I guess left-wing terrorism is totally okay and no one gets arrested. Watch. James Revenge is the abortion terrorist group, the pro-abortion terrorist group that's taking responsibility for these attacks. And they're getting a pass, a pass. It's, and I'd say, look, James Revenge is the Democratic Party's new KKK. And the new cross in the front, front yard is burning down pregnancy centers. But instead of denigrating the personhood of black people, they're denigrating the personhood of preborn boys and girls and anybody that seeks to stand up for them. Well, you can't allow firebombings in your country, period. I mean, the, the Congress has shut the FBI down over the, and really quick, were you really told that you could not have your own surveillance tapes back because those tapes of a firebombing of your property might inspire right-wing terrorism? I mean, that doesn't seem real. Yes. Oh. Yes, we're, we're, we're in the process of, of suing. I mean, there's litigation, there's active litigation happening right now. Don't worry, guys, though. The, the FBI is very, very uh, busy with investigating the white supremacy that doesn't exist in this country. And don't forget all the parents at a school board meeting. So mm -hmm. thankfully, you know, mm -hmm. the FBI is using their resources. And, you know, really, sadly, this like I hate actually saying this. I like to joke, a joke, but I really do believe that our Department of Justice is being weaponized against the American people because these pregnancy crisis centers are trying to help. And when they get firebombed, you should treat them with the same, you know, sort of care that you would if it was a Planned Parenthood that got bombed. But they don't do it. And it's obvious that there's a political bias within the highest form of our law enforcement, and that actually is a scary and harsh reality. Yeah, it, it is. It is actually getting very scary, uh, Alex. To your point, I know you're really usually not serious. I know, but I just yeah. hate it. It, it really mean, is. I feel yeah, like I, yeah. I literally feel like every day when we do this program, there is another story that we have to go over of the FBI uh, or the DOJ completely abusing their power. And oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's uh, John's uh, idol, Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just a random <laughs> America's idol, a, a <laughs> random, a random person who happens to think conservatively and is has the FBI show up at their doorstep. Yeah, I think we covered that last week. There was the instance of the guy who just shoved somebody who was saying profanity mm -hmm. to his, his son. 
And then he had his house raided by like dozens of FBI people in like, what was it, six or seven in the morning just to humiliate him. And so we're now living in that same type of regime that you've seen throughout the, the 20th century where communists take power and they subjectively persecute their political opposition, whether it's at the highest level mm -hmm. with the guy who's literally like leading the opposition party, which is the GOP, uh, which is an incompetent opposition party, but one nonetheless, or even at the, the micro level where you've got a guy who just happens to go and try to beg people not to go murder their children. And because they have like the smallest little instance of a case, which by the way was thrown out by the one court and then uh, Merrick Garland's DOJ picked it up mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. They then use that as their green light to just go ahead and do it. So yeah, it's disgusting, but it's the reality of our situation. Mm. You know, one has to wonder what is even like the true purpose of, of the FBI at this point? I mean, they I never stop any mass shootings. They don't solve uh, any crimes. I mean, even just like speaking of, of Uvalde, the, the shooter could go online and post on Facebook, hey, I'm going to the school. They didn't stop that. But if we post something about an election or a vaccine, mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're censored. So for me, it's like, what's the point of the FBI? And this is kind of a, one of the unique perspectives where we actually could get the left and the right um, to unite, maybe, hopefully, on, on, on this one issue. Um, and then seeing what's going on with the FBI and everything, it's uh, kind of similar to what Venezuela does with their political opponents, kind of using mm -hmm. that kind of law enforcement um, as well. But at this point, I mean, what, what true purpose does the FBI even serve? They don't stop anything. They don't stop any mass shootings. Um, I'm guaranteeing you we'll, we'll probably have another one before this year ends. Well, why would they stop a mass shooting when it helps serve their uh, political narrative that they're trying to, you know, put forth? Uh, yeah, it's like, why would Apple stop the production of iPhones? Like, they're, they're making them in the first place. <laughs> right. okay, yeah. guys, how, the, how can they argue? Hats. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy time, yeah, okay. guys. Let's. <laughs> uh, you're rubbing off on this too much. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So, if you've reached the age where you just hurt all the time, maybe you um, you get out of bed and you're sore, maybe you've got arthritis, I don't know, but Omega XL is going to help you. Uh, it, it works because of the science behind it. So unlike other painkillers that, you know, it's gonna mask the pain or you got a topical cream and you rub it on and it feels really good for about 10 minutes and then it goes away, Omega XL is going to get to that root cause and it attacks the inflammation at the source of your pain. They can rejuvenate your joints and muscles so that you can move like you were young. Uh, and look, if you are living in pain, it will change your whole life to get out of pain. You can go to omegaxl.com news. If you order a bottle now, you will get a second bottle for free over at omegaxl.com news. Earlier this week, YouTube uh, removed Georgia Maloney's viral 2019 speech. If you recall, if you watch this program every day, you recall uh, we covered this speech a few days ago. This is the incoming conservative Italian prime minister, and it was just a really, really inspiring speech about, uh, you know, she said, why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? Because it's our identity. It's everything that defines us. Um, and all of that is now an enemy for those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to be simply perfect consumer slaves. So YouTube removed video of the speech and added a note that the footage has been removed, of course. But it's always like, oh, you just violated YouTube's community guidelines. Now, no other information was offered uh, about which community guideline had been violated in the video. And then after YouTube received a bunch of backlash, they did reinstate the video. Uh, he said, uh, one of the spokespeople said, upon careful review, we determined this video is not violative of our community guidelines and have reinstated it. Really interesting because if you, I, you guys, I assume, all watched that speech, the, the clip that was being shared. 
I don't know what could have possibly violated the community guidelines, except that they write these terms in such a way that they can just basically use it to pull the rug out from under you uh, whenever they feel like it because you have an opinion that they don't like. Yeah, my favorite viral clip of Georgia Maloney that's going around where they have every single broadcaster in you know, all these different countries calling her the farthest right politician since, since Mussolini. Mussolini. Like, yeah. and they, but they all say it. You yep. know, it's all a script. And, you know, listen, I'm a Sopranos expert. Uh, <laughs> and I know you never mess with an Italian or you end up uh, in a uh, gutter in New Jersey. So I wouldn't mess with Georgia. Yeah, you're swimming with the fishes. So I wouldn't mess with Georgia Maloney. <laughs> John. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, but it's interesting because her rhetoric is so normal. Like, what she's talking about mm -hmm. is just, like, normal. I mean, if you yeah. presented that and did one of those, like, man on the street, like, and just said that that speech was from Barack Obama, everyone would agree mm -hmm. with that. Or if you said it was from Trump, everyone would agree with that. But it's only because it's framed as, like, oh, this is, like, fascist or whatever that people have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, quite honestly, every time throughout history that communists and fascists have ever butted heads, you can't actually refute fascist arguments. And so what they have to do is like censor them because when you're talking about whether we're gonna have fascism or communism, everyone's always like, okay, yeah, we definitely don't want that. And so the communists always just have to like, you know, terrorize normal people, censor normal people, because then when the fascists, who they literally define, by the way, is just opposition to communism. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's literally yes. like the definition of it. So whenever you have that, they have to just like censor and, you know, say that this is the worst thing ever, but uh, it's actually just like normal people who are mad at communists. It is really funny. I actually thought of you, John, um, when I was reading about this story because there were so many people who, you know, were just, oh, she's a Christian fascist. Oh, she, you know, oh, no, she's a nationalist and all of these things that it's like, guys, if, if you think that what she said in this speech is, is somehow, you know, Christian fascism or whatever, I guess count me in. Like yeah. you're actually made, you're you're diluting your argument by calling everyone these things because a normal person who hears that you're like oh this person's a fascist because she believes in the nuclear family and she believes that like men uh, are men and women are women and all of these things that we all used to agree on yeah and you're calling this person these names you're kind of like oh okay I guess we're all fascists then I don't know well think about it this way we all share presumably every opinion that was probably held by the men who left this country to go fight fascism. Mm -hmm. But now we are fascists, mm -hmm. even though we agree 100% on the issues that those men would have said. I mean, if you, look, if you look at the polling on political issues back then, like they all would have agreed with that, but because we are aligned with that generation which, which fought actual fascism, we're like fascists or something like that. So it is actually true that when they say, oh, you, you support uh, not having kids be called pronouns, you're a fascist. They're actually correct in the sense that like fascism is literally defined as just having the balls to more or less do what it takes to deal with communism. Yeah, it, I, it's so true. Um, Jorge, I want, I want to get your thoughts, but I also want to throw into the equation here as we're talking about Georgia Maloney and the YouTube censorship of Twitter. <laughs> Over there on Twitter, you also can, if you go and type in her name, there they appear to be shadow banning videos of her because, as you can see, if you guys are watching the program, this has yielded no results for Georgia Maloney. Um, and uh, it's, yeah. fun, it's funny, sir, because if she would have made a speech... Uh, you know, saying that all Italian kids could be trans, you would probably find it on YouTube recommended. <laughs> you know, yeah. like no they, would, they would be promoted. She would be on like New York Times no and, and Vox. Um, you know, actually hearing her, her speech, I don't know about you guys, but it really made me think about how far United States has fallen. That we don't even have yeah. a leader that could put mm -hmm. sentences like that and just talk about, like, like what John was saying, it's, it's really just normal stuff. Like if you mm -hmm. just, if you meet like a normal person on the street, they agree on 90, 99% of the things she's saying about the, the family stuff. Um, so to me, it's just, it made me almost disappointed in us. I'm like, man, we have fallen where 
we, our, our president can't even put a sentence like that together, and he doesn't even talk about the family or anything like that. So anything that kind of strikes fear to that side, uh, I'm, all, I'm all for, especially for populism. And I think this is great for the Italians um, right now. And, uh, and let, let, let's see more of it. And it's also fascinating to see when this happens, you know, big tech, they all kind of, they all kind of collide together. You know, say, hey, you know, you censor her, then us, then you next. Um, so anytime you kind of see that, it's a, it's a good sign, I think. So, so let me ask you this then, because I was just having this conversation with um, Chad Prather earlier this week. Do you think that America is still the greatest country on earth? Oh, absolutely. And do you think that there is a, do you think that, that we are in a descent to the point where we will no longer be? I think, I think so. Um, for me, one of the, the key moments was um, earlier this year, the United States actually met with uh, China and mm -hmm. they met in Alaska. And China in our face told us that the United States could no longer speak to China from a, power, from a mm -hmm. position of power. And mm -hmm. right there, you almost started to see the shift in dynamics where mm -hmm. these other countries don't respect this. And, and I see it at the southern border with the, with mm -hmm. the IM. I mean, these people break, are breaking our laws in our country. It's gotten to the point where, where I'm at the border, migrants are literally coming in illegally. They're on FaceTime. They're on yeah. Facebook Live, like saying, hey, I just made it. Like, so even being an American has been watered down itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, well, I can tell you why America's the greatest yeah, country. It's the only country where an illegal immigrant can break <laughs> our laws coming in, and then they go to Martha's Vineyard, they get a free vacation to Martha's Vineyard, and then they can sue us <laughs> yeah. and have their day in court. I don't feel like that. I don't like that Made at all. America, that doesn't, that doesn't make us great. Don King. <laughs> but then, and then to the point of the fascism and the communism, it's a weird world we live in having national pride. You're a Nazi. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, John? Uh, I, I don't think it is. And I think it, we'd be kidding ourselves to say otherwise. But I think that it could be. And that's very important. I think that if we actually got our act together, it wouldn't even be a contest. We wouldn't even have to have this conversation. But we've fallen so far by every metric by which you would try to measure like an actual good country. But this country still has that spirit. You know, this mm -hmm. country was mm -hmm. built upon excellence, upon manifest destiny. We conquered the frontier, the savage people. You know, we really like built the greatest country. And I think we got too comfortable with the decadence and we mm -hmm. allowed ourselves to be co-opted by nefarious forces, but we still have that founding stock of Americans here who could make that country the same again. Totally and don't agree. forget American football, we're the only country with football, so we're number one. Because It's of like that. that meme, it's like everyone else is playing soccer, America invents yeah. a sport, always the champion. Yeah. <laughs> no one else wants to play. Uh, I don't know, I just, I, I find it interesting to think about, and I I don't know who would be like if someone asked me, well, if not the greatest, if we're not the greatest country, then who? And I was like, I don't know that I can answer that offhand, but I just know that we've just. John already has an answer. I would probably say China, to be honest. What? See, but like, so, so Dude, what? Are, all their stuff is cheap ahead. knockoff Go crap. Ahead. Listen, Go no, ahead. no, no, no. But, but I do have a question. So, and I know we got to take a break in a second. But so, what metrics would you say make them great? Because for me, part of the measuring greatness is the freedoms and the liberties yeah. and and all of that and the individualism and and that. So, I mean, China has a bunch of people in re-education camps and yeah. sterilizing people. We have and Kid Rock. So, and, and I'm not answer, saying I disagree. Mine, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I disagree or agree. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, so I think the you know China does have a large amount of political crackdown, as we do as well. The difference is, though, Chinese people fundamentally don't really want those freedoms. They actually view individualism to be a bizarre concept. I mean, they are fundamentally a collectivist society. And, and Americans really don't understand that because we're so locked into our own frame of reference. I just think that they're a country that can get 
get things done. I mean, this is a country that has an ancient history and an ancient culture from which to derive. And America is still a relatively young country. And so these changes that have happened so rapidly for us since, you know, we were introduced with technology, we've been able to adapt more quickly, but we're also kind of unsustainable. I kind of think about it like, you know, you're playing Jenga and we have this very tall tower, but it's not very stable. Whereas China, it took them longer to industrialize and to become more comfortable with this technology. But now that they have that more solid foundation, they're now going to overtake us in terms of the biggest economy. And so I also think it's important for them to have a, a stage or a place on the world stage because since they're traditional, they are more willing to resist some of America's more uh, negative cultural exports to the rest of the world. Like, for example, it's a big argument on the right to make fun of like LeBron James or John Cena or Top Gun because they removed the Taiwanese flag or something mm -hmm. like that. Little things like that to appeal to the Chinese market. But if it weren't for that Chinese market, which is worth a lot of money, we would have had transgender James Bond by now. We would have had all sorts of worse cultural changes in our movies and things like that because that's who we are as Americans right now for whatever reason. But because countries like China exist and they're more traditional and they won't play ball like that, it's actually kind of keeping everything at bay for the time being. I, I had to make this point. China has a Yulin dog meat festival every year during the summer solstice they kill and eat dogs i love animals we don't do that here in america we win they don't chop kids off we do well, that in america. I'd rather well there it was <laughs> all right, all right. on that note dicks. i'm gonna give john the swear jar and we're gonna go to break we'll be right back sorry, sorry i mean for party good, great point yeah, actually that is a good point Uh, yesterday, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law that will designate the state as a sanctuary for children and teens seeking medicalized gender transitions. Yay! The bill allows families or individual minors who travel to California for the purpose of transgender procedures to be safe from out-of-state authorities acting on subpoenas, warrants, and child custody issues if the minor was brought into California for sex change operations. Because who are we? I mean... Gosh, that those mean other states who want to prosecute child abuse and parents who go and willingly want to cut off their child's genitals or their child's perfectly good breasts, we don't want to, we don't, I mean, that would be too rude to try to, oh, I don't know, give them the death penalty, which is what I suggest. But um, the bill would, um, uh, I, what I want to know is how much money they're going to spend on this because California, I don't know if you guys have noticed, is a real and uh, the idea that they're going to be constantly uh, trying to, it's not just this, it's the, uh, the pro-abortion bills. Because as we know, uh, California is an abortion sanctuary as well. Mm -hmm. How much money are they spending on this? How much money are they spending for people to come there for a certain amount of time? And then, I don't know, I guess leave, maybe stay? I'm not really sure. But uh, it's a really, really weird flex. And I want to bring this into the last segment. Uh, we, we were talking about all of this, this craziness going on and, and other countries who are recognizing that, hey, this is something that we we don't want to be a part of uh, Vladimir Putin just just gave a speech and it's very fascinating because he's saying these things that you're like true I don't disagree with him on this uh, he said do we want our children to be offered operations on sex changes we are witnessing sheer Satanism in the West he also referred to you know do you want to be parent one and parent two or would you rather be mother and father I mean he is saying these things as like again like I, I'm not defending the guy's every single action that he's ever taken but it's like 
he's he's correct. He's correct. And at least he can see what is happening to the West and why it is so dangerous. While we're over here, Gavin Newsom's over here like, oh, I think that I'm going to make my state into a pro-trial transition state. Like, it's really embarrassing. Yeah, and the parental consent thing to do that without parental consent. I remember as a young kid, uh, the kids like to spend the night at my house because my dad let us rent our movies. Like, that was like the, you know... That was the parental consent issue then, you know, the parents didn't yeah. consent to that. Now parents, you know, without their consent, their kids are like literally, you know, reassigning their gender. So we've really, the, the slope has been very slippery and we've slid all the way down. Truly. Yeah, it's like uh, Iran. They call us the great Satan. And it's true. I mean, America is the medium by which Satan enters the world. I mean, all of our cultural exports are no longer cars. It's like Trump said in 2015. When's the last time you saw a Chevrolet in Tokyo? We export to the rest of the world feminism, gluttony, anal sex, and generally just like perversion. Well, the and, anal's good, but... Yeah. And that, uh, thank you, Alex. And that's, and that's why, you know, people like Putin, people like Xi Jinping, you know, they want nothing to do with that. And it, it doesn't bring me joy to say that, by the way. I am an American nationalist, but the problem is that no institution in this country, except maybe parts of law enforcement, is actually reflecting the interests of the American people. Every other institution has become co-opted and ultimately hostile towards that group of people. And so it's difficult for me. Like, if Joe Biden called me to go to war against those countries, I'm not doing it. Sorry, I'm just not. But like, you know, if Donald Trump or like, you know, Texas seceded, I'd be there because I believe in Texas. I believe in Donald Trump, but I don't believe in uh, Commander, Commander in Chief Joe Biden. So it is a very difficult position for Americans to be in. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what does it say about America that you're like, oh, that's weird because I find myself agreeing with this crazy psychopath who is like admittedly a really bad guy. And yet it's like mm, he's kind of nailed it. I mean, that's what they think of us. It's like uh, John saying it's our cultural exports. We're just exp uh, just literally delivering them uh, only fans and transgenderism mm -hmm. and things of that nature. I'm, I'm for folks who don't, I'm the, my home state is California yeah, with, no. with, with Gavin Newsom. Sorry about that. So when I hear these bills being passed, it's like, Dude, we're all drowning. Like, the whole middle class is, like, drowning in debt. And we're like, mm -hmm. can we just get, like, affordable living and, like, public safety? The average no. cost of a home right now no. in California. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The average cost of a home in California is 800000 We had, um, the past two years, over 200,000 working class people have left the state to the point where we actually lost um, a, a, a political seat. The, the thing that's continue to be fascinating is that Gavin Newsom, by passing these bills, he's only actually just appealing like white progressives that live in San Francisco yeah. and Sacramento. Um, so, mm -hmm. so working class black and brown people throughout the state, we can't even relate to this issue at all. Um, so once again, it's, it's him appeasing this minority crowd and I keep saying it, watch the way Gavin Newsom's moving, he's getting ready for 2024, he's getting all the right steps. Yeah. He was just in Texas at the Texas uh, Tribune Festival talking about Abbott and DeSantis. So he's making all the kind of chess plays for that political run in 2024. But all of my people in my state were drowning in debt, the middle class is being destroyed. I mean, come on, we can't even get anything on that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, Jorge is right. I remember I brought this up a while ago on this program, and I was contested, but it's true. Newsom is the best candidate that they have. And I mean, he's a clown, but right. the whole party yeah, they is. they have no bench. But he's got the mm -hmm. charisma. He appeals to, you know, the, the affluent uh, white liberal females, Coastal those elites. types. And uh, oh, what was the other point I was going to make? Kimberly I was distracted by X. Jorge. He's a very handsome young man, <laughs> as we discussed in the beginning of the segment. Well, he appeals to the righties. I like Kimberly Guilfoyle. Oh. If we, and the GOP is so stupid because all of the issues that like we can't really win these other groups on, you know, things like, oh, economics, all this nerdy stuff. Yeah. The issues that we win with independents and non-white people are like social is issues. So if we appointed like the girl who runs libs of TikTok to whatever the highest point of mm -hmm. advertising is for the for the RNC, you would win those voters. I mean, literally just showing them this is what they're doing, by the way. Mm -hmm. And they would just be like, oh, man, I mean, that's going to.
Palms, I mean, oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and then they were both yeah. for you. <laughs> that wow. thing needs to be full before you leave the studio. <laughs> the most the offensive part wasn't even the language. It was that I felt compelled to use that language when doing an impression of a brown person. So for that, I apologize. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Yeah. I love that. We'll be right back. Hey, if you are watching on YouTube, you're going to want to head over to Blaze TV right about now because uh, in this block, we're talking about the COVID vaccine and its side effects, you know, the ones that mainstream media won't actually admit exist. And it's not safe. It's not safe for you to hear this on YouTube. Your YouTube overlords have determined. So head on over to Blaze TV now. You won't want to miss it. Uh, by the way, use promo code NEWS for some savings if you are not already a subscriber. Um, so I... Uh, I saw this clip of this Canadian actress. I actually, Alex retweeted it and I saw it on Twitter yesterday. I guess it was just kind of making the round. So this is a video, it was, it's an older video that just kind of recirculated. So this is from May, 2021. Canadian actress Jennifer Gibson posted to her Instagram uh, explaining how the COVID shot gave her Bell's palsy. <laughs> but I'm sorry, it's not funny that it gave her Bell's palsy, mm. but she's like, but I'll, I would do it again if I had to, just to save everyone, watch. Oh, this is not a video I want to make. Then um, why are you making and this? It's kind of hard to make, because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm gonna say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here, the, the left, obviously. Um, so I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine. And I had a rough go with the vaccine. Yes, you did. Um, and I guess still am. But I have to say that I would do it again because wow. it's what we have to do to see people. So, um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my word smile. Wow. I mean, oh the mental illness that it takes to really believe any of that is just absolutely amazing. Um, and by the way, just so we're clear, in September of 2021, several months later, she did post a video to explain that she had since gotten a second shot because her doctor, remember we talked about doctors earlier on in the program, uh, because her doctor told her it was the only way she could protect her six-year-old, watch. Okay, a lot of people have wanted to know if I'm going to get the second COVID vaccine after I got Bell's palsy from the first shot, <laughs> AstraZeneca. And I got drum roll or something. Uh, I did get my second shot. I got Moderna Yay. and I have, thank God, had no side effects. And I know that a lot of you will not understand how I made that decision. And I know that I will get a lot of grief, but um, my doctor told me that the best way to protect my six-year-old daughter was to be fully vaccinated. Mm. So that's mm. what I did. Mm -hmm. um, and and on, to the people who've been so kind, thank you so much. And to the others, I I guess that you're just making me strong, right? She really stuck it to us. Your oh, doctor's man. a moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Here you go. Well, I guess they're off YouTube. <laughs> wow. But can you imagine getting Bell's palsy? And then, you know, we didn't even talk about the greatest artist of all time, Justin Bieber, having facial paralysis as well. At least he didn't admit that it's from the vaccine. But that's where we're at. His wife had, like, a stroke, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she had a stroke. I think she was, like, 24 years old. So, I mean. At what, okay, so at what point do you stop feeling sorry for these people? That's my question. Oh, like because a year it, ago. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, you saw you saw what it can do. We have enough information out now to know that this is happening. I don't feel sorry for you anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about, you know, sympathy. I think she was actually trying to stick it to us when she made that second video, like, oh, I got my Moderna and I'm fine. When obviously these stuff, this was testing on eight mice. I mean, there's no long-term testing for this vaccine. Not so you, this not, not this, this one. one, but I'm just saying in generalities that the latest bivalent, you know, uh, booster was just tested on eight mice. But you can just extrapolate that with w what they did with the first booster. It was tested on very few people with no long-term testing. So you have no idea what's going to happen in uh, two years, three years, four years. She's, you know, a little older, so maybe she's not, you know, still trying to have kids but I mean it's messing with women's menstrual cycles uh, and you know what I think it's really affecting the most is people's mental health because when I talk to somebody I can basically almost just tell if they're vaccinated mm -hmm. just by talking to them for a few minutes uh, yeah they're the ones still wearing masks yeah so that's the thing you know when this first was going on we were all like no you fools don't do it but they're so vicious and arrogant yeah. and pretentious yes. So I like to think that a few years from now, you know, we'll all be having this conversation in Cancun, drinking mojitos with Bill Gates, and he'll just be like, but, but you get why we had to do it, right? And I'll be like, no, dude, they're, they're yeah, totally. Like, they're stupid. But people, people underestimate how vicious propaganda actually is. Like, it, it literally changes your entire perception of reality. I mean, there's a whole science to this that isn't discussed because that's kind of the prerequisite to it working. But I remember there was a story of a guy who lived somewhere, I think, in New Mexico around Area 51 or whatever, and he had seen something weird. And they had seen that he had seen something weird, and so they told him it was like UFO stuff instead of like what they were actually working on, which was like advanced uh, air combat systems, whatever. So they kept this guy brainwashed for like decades, filling him in just so he wouldn't, you know, ask too many questions or leak anything to the public because they didn't want it going on. And then like the guy retired who was in charge of his case or something, and he went out to dinner with this guy like 30 years later or something, and he told him over dinner, hey, by the way, that wasn't UFO stuff. We were working on advanced, you know, aerial warfare systems, and we just couldn't talk to you about it. And he like leaned in and he told the guy, it's okay. I know that you're just saying that. Like he was mm -hmm. so convinced, or even yeah. in the Soviet Union, I, this is, I'm butchering both of these stories, but there were cases where they would take people who they had propagandized to like Siberia, and they would show them the truth, you know, of everything, this is a lie, here's the actual numbers, and they refused to believe it. And they could only get them to admit that it was actually the case after like breaking their legs because it was just so ingrained to their psyche that they refused to concede it. Well, yeah. I want to just make this point. It's easier to trick somebody than to convince them they have been tricked. Yeah, I mean, so. it's just like kind of case in point. It's like to, your doctor told you that it was to protect your six-year-old and you believed your doctor? Like, are, are, you, are you like participating in real life where nobody's kids are dying from this? It's the it's that fake virtual signaling. Like, all, all she's doing is for the Facebook likes. It's mm -hmm. the same type yeah. of people that the, they'll get their kid vaccinated just so they could go on TikTok and make a TikTok about it. So it's a fake virtual signal. I'm hoping that that six-year-old didn't get vaccinated. Who knows? Or a full star. I wouldn't even be Definitely. surprised because she probably did sure that. She, did. she probably did a whole Facebook Live. Why she did it for to get those virtual signal points. So sure it's did. the same thing. Um, you know, for me, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm just glad that we were, we were on this side. They called us crazy. And at the end of the day, we're all good to go. 
We're ready to rock. So. Yeah, the pure, people pure uh, the people who vote for people who want to kill kids, and it turns out they're not actually like the best parents. <laughs> there was a story like a few days ago of this little white girl who got beaten up by a black girl and her mom, and in the video they're like, get that white bitch, get that white bitch. And then there was a right-wing journalist who reached out to the mother like, hey, do you want to comment on your daughter being a victim of like a hate crime? I'm as liberal as it gets, so go away, racist. Like they were so wow. worried about being caught instead of the safety of their child. It's insane. That, that actually is a great uh, anecdote. It's great anecdotal evidence. Uh, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Read that Vice recently made a documentary about sex offenders uh, being reintegrated into society. And let me just tell you, it took quite an unexpected turn. Watch. Like, we all out here in this world, and we all got to make it happen. It ain't nothing stopping me. So, like, I'm very hopeful and confident. Oh, good. <laughs> Great. After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. It's too it's good. It's so bro. good. It's Wait, you mean sex offenders aren't able to be rehabilitated? <laughs> oh, no. Imagine my shock that he didn't learn his lesson. Wow. <laughs> to his point, though, that vice journalist probably wanted that picture. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but you know, this really had... He's joking. Yeah, it's a joke, but this had map vibes. You know, minor attracted uh, persons. You know, it's like, come on, these people are sex offenders. They're the scum of the earth. I don't even believe in the death penalty except for these type of people. So if you're making yeah. content, trying to humanize them and, uh, you know, help them out, next, delete, control, delete, that whole... I bit. agree. If you violate others, you should just get the death penalty, John. I, I completely agree, you know. And that is in itse itself a liberal idea, like rehabilitation. It's like the perfectibility of the individual. It's like some people are just bad. Just kill them. Who cares? For the season, fall time, watch Halloween, the original 1978. That movie has right-wing themes because the whole movie, there's a serial killer and everyone's like, oh, he's a product of a broken home. Mama. And then you've got Dr. Loomis who was like, no, he's just evil. You just got to kill him. Like, it's literally true. Yeah, we 15 seconds. Take us home, Jorge. Vice News sucks, Sarah. That's simple <laughs> as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Succinct, simple, yet says so much. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll see you all Monday. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.